Good morning. Will you open up with me in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2? We're going to bounce around a little bit and talk about a, a few different topics when it comes to uh, submission, a few different ways that we can talk about submission. And, and so we're going to be in chapter 2 and chapter 3 this morning. As we go through this uh, sermon series that's entitled Character Matters, we've been going through the book of 1 Peter and talking about the different ways that we can improve our character in this world. And I think this is one of the ways that Peter was trying to communicate to the churches on what it means to be a Christian in a, in a secular world. So let's uh, look at uh, these four verses, uh, starting with 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13. Which reads, submit yourselves to the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as a supreme authority. And it goes on. Verse 18 says, slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. And it goes on to explain. Chapter 3 and verse 1 says, Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. And it goes on to explain. And then finally, in verse 7, it says, Husbands, and you're in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you, of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Uh, let's pray over this passage together. Father God, we, we come this morning with grateful hearts that we can gather in, in, in freedom, that, Father, we can gather together in unity, in unity declaring you as Lord, declaring you as King, in unity declaring that your word still speaks into our lives. And so my prayer is that your Holy Spirit will move in such a way that we can understand clearly your word that we find here in Scripture, in your Holy Scriptures. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, my wife and I live uh, in, in the Vestal area in South Knoxville, and there's an incredibly awkward intersection uh, they're, they're near our house. It's a one-lane underpass, and both directions have a stop sign. Last week, I pulled up to the stop sign at the same time that another driver was coming up to the stop sign. So we both stopped at the exact same time. And so I flashed my lights to let him know he could go, but he flashed his lights at the same time. So when he flashed his lights, I started to go, but he also started to go at the same time. And then we just stood there forever staring at each other like, what do we do now? Finally, I just went. I just went ahead and drove and hoped that he didn't also. You know, we live in a world that is full of submission, right? We drive our cars in such a way that we choose to submit to other drivers at times. When you go to work, you choose to submit at times. When you go to school, you choose to submit 
at times. Even in our own homes, we've had these opportunities where we choose to submit. And Peter realizes that. Submission is a part of everyday lives. And in fact, he gives some cultural directives here to help people understand the idea of submission and how they can do it better in love. Now, some of these cultural directives are still relevant today, and some teach us how to interact within our society. And so before we take what Peter wrote and apply it to our individual lives, I want to take a moment to define submission. Submission is this. It's volunteering to humble yourself for the sake of love. And I want you to just maybe write that down this morning and just take it to heart because we're going to use that as a working definition as we understand Peter's directives in 1 Peter chapter 2 and 3. Write this down, this first word, volunteering. Because when it all boils down to it, submission is your choice. It's your choice. If someone was to force you into submission, it's not submission, right? If somebody forces you in submission, it's actually subjugation, right? Peter is not talking to masters. Peter is not talking to rulers. He's talking to you and me and encouraging us to volunteer ourselves in submission. I've seen people use this passage today in this way. They say, look here, you have to submit yourselves to me because the Bible says so. And I don't think that's how Peter intended it. Let's look at how this would work in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 through 17. Submit yourselves to the Lord's sake for every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong. For it's God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men. But do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God and show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God and honor the king. What happens if you choose to, that you're not going to submit yourself to authorities? What happens if you choose to not submit yourself to authorities? They throw you in jail, right? They, they choose to make you submit. There's conflict. And when there's conflict like that in today's world, that's not good for anyone, right? And the same was the case for Peter's world. Peter was saying, submit yourself to the government authorities, and that was good for everyone, like two cars sitting at a stop sign, someone's got to submit or you're going to collide. In his letter to the Ephesians, Paul also talks about situations of submission. He specifically highlights submission in the marriage relationships. Paul says in Ephesians 5.22, Wives, submit yourself to the husbands as to the Lord. He says in Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives 
just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, I've seen and heard many men use this verse to point out that Paul doesn't command men to submit to their wives, but to be ready to die for them. That's definitely one application of this verse. If somebody breaks into my house, I'm not using my wife as a human shield. Amen? I'm willing to die. But how many times do people try to break into my house? Only once so far in 13 years. That's another story for another day. But the question isn't whether or not you die for her, but whether or not you will live for her. You both had a rough day. You both worked super hard all day long. You both didn't sleep well the night before. It's dinner time. Will you volunteer to cook? Will you volunteer to do the dishes? I would suggest that volunteering to give your wife a break can be a wonderful act of submission, wouldn't you? And I'd like to remind you that Paul said in Ephesians 5.21 that we are to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submission is volunteering. It's a choice you have. And there are times when we choose to submit. And it takes a lot of humility. Write that down. Humble. Peter says to submit yourselves to rulers and authorities. And that's hard in our today's, in today's world, right? It's hard because we got some jokers up there in Washington. Amen? We got some jokers up there in Washington. And so it's hard. But think about how hard it was for Peter's audience to hear this passage. Remember that Peter was a Jewish Christian, and he spoke to a Jewish Christian audience. Therefore, they grew up. Their lives were full of despising Rome, praying for a day when the Jewish Messiah would come and restore the nation of Israel. They hated their government. And Peter says to submit yourselves to those rulers. It reminds me of, Paul, of Jesus' shocking words in Matthew 5, 41, when he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. You see, in their day, Roman soldiers could force you to carry their luggage. They could force you to carry their equipment for up to one mile can you imagine that humiliation? You just walk into work, and one day a soldier says, I want you to carry my stuff for a mile. I don't even want to walk a mile to work, let alone carry someone else's stuff. Imagine the humiliation. And I think Jesus is saying, let that first mile be subjugation. Let the second mile be submission. I read a story this week about a simple gesture that caught the author by surprise. His wife and, and him, they were sitting in an outdoor wedding. It was the middle of summertime, and they were waiting for the festivities to begin. But they were interrupted by their buddy who was sitting next to him. His name was Bobby. Bobby announced that he'd be standing during the wedding, and if they needed him, he'll be back. They thought that was odd, 
until they watched Bobby walk over to a pregnant lady who didn't have a seat. He chose to stand the entire ceremony so this pregnant lady didn't have to stand outside in the sun during the ceremony. It was simple, but it was humble. It was simple, but it was humble. And it spoke volumes about the power and the grace of submission. Submission is volunteering. Submission is humility. But submission is also, right, for the sake of love. Love is what kind of drives the idea of submission. Look at each time that Peter encourages submission. They're all driven by love. Verse 16, he talks about Jesus who endured the cross. Verse, uh, <clears throat> verse 21, he talks about, I'm sorry, verse 21, he talks about Jesus enduring the cross. Verse 16, it talks about being a servant of God and loving the brotherhood of believers. This is a driving factor of submission. It's love. I think one of the best examples of love driving submission is found in Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to read that whole passage. We're going to pause after verse 4. Philippians 2 says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort in his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, he says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and in one in mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each to you, of you, to the interest of others. Now let's pause there and examine. Paul is really encouraging mutual submission here, right? He's encouraging the community and saying, what would the community look like if people had the character of submission? If we had the character of submission, there wouldn't be selfish ambition. We would be like-minded. We would have the same kind of love. We would be full of tenderness and compassion. We would be humble. Let's read on as we read about the the mindset of Jesus Christ in this submission. And your relationship with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. And listen what happened. Therefore, God exalted him by, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you see what happened there? Do you see what happened there? Jesus Christ 
had the same authority as God the Father. He had the same authority as God the Father. You remember in the temptation of Jesus, even Satan realized that and said to Jesus, you know, if you throw yourself off of this temple, if you throw yourself off of this tower, you could command the angels and they come and save you right now. He had the same authority as God the Father. He was one with the Father. He even told his disciples, you want to see the Father? Look at me. The divinity of Jesus Christ is on full display, and it's documented throughout the Gospels. But Paul says he volunteered to humble himself for the sake of love. Jesus had authority over his disciples, did he not? But he washed their feet. They should have been washing his, amen? Jesus had all authority over Pilate, did he not? But he chose to not say a word. And he had all authority over his angels, yet he did not call them to fight while he was hanging on a cross. Jesus lived a life full of submission. Full of it. If you look at his life, it's time and time again, he's humbling himself before people that he created. He's humbling himself, volunteering, choosing for other people. We need to look to the example of Jesus Christ. The government's not more important than you. Heck, I'm going to be honest, I'm looking around in this room and I think y'all can run this place better than they can. But imagine what our world would look like if God's people chose submission. Your boss isn't better than you. In fact, you probably can do a better job than your boss. Your teachers aren't better than you. They're not more important than you. But imagine what this world would look like if God's people chose submission. And in marriage, we're equals. We're both created in the image of God. Unlike a lot of the folks in the New Testament, some of our women, even in this church, more, more importantly, are a lot smarter than us. Amen? But what happens if we chose submission? I didn't get a lot of amens on that one. <laughs> Before we jump to waving our Bibles and telling people to submit, what if we just had the attitude of Jesus Christ who chose through love to humble himself. That's the kind of submission that our character should follow. And so for our song of communion, we're actually going to sing a song that's going to be very difficult for a lot of us to get out. I surrender all. Eek. That's an act of submission, right? 
What a moment for us to reflect on when Jesus surrendered all. And allow that to lead us into repentance. Will you reflect and commit yourself to surrendering to God's will, surrendering your pride to be more submissive in our relationships, in our workplaces? And we have three stations set up where you can grab a cup. While, while the praise team sings, I encourage you to go to one of these stations and grab a cup and hold it. And then uh, Jim's going to share a little bit with us, and we'll take that cup together in unity. A beautiful action as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Let's pray together. Father God, I'm grateful for your son, Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for the sacrifice that he made, for his example of love, submission through love. And I pray, Lord, that uh, you'll help us all to become more like that. Help us all to surrender like Jesus surrendered. Help us to be more like that. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.